Welcome to DadBot. My name is Jared, and I am here with Greg. And today we are going to talk about parenting and technology and try to be an encouragement, try to uh, unpack this crazy world of new things that can sometimes be overwhelming. So welcome, Greg. Well, thanks for having me, Jared. This is pretty cool. I'm honored to be on uh, an episode of this. Yeah. So Greg has a unique position uh, in in his work and what he does. Um, he originally was a elementary school teacher, and I had been in his classroom before, and it was really cool just to see the way that he was utilizing technology. And this was a number of years ago, but um, still just to see like what he was doing, what he was testing out and trying in his classroom. But now he works at the district level for a decent sized school district uh, compared to other school districts in the United States and has a unique perspective where he's actually in charge of putting and rolling out technology and testing technologies, developing their own technologies within the school district um, and helping teachers better understand how to use those technologies. Is that a good synopsis of what yeah. you do? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's, that's, that's about right. So um, I'm at the County Office of Education, and we service like 27 districts in our area. And so, yeah, so I'm kind of all over the place. Each one, you know, has its own thing that they've adopted and that they're trying to accomplish. Um, so with that brings a lot of different technologies that they think will work according to what they're trying to do. And so enter in somebody like me that, you know, tries to show them how to implement whatever it is and have it be more most effective to not only the, you know, the, the, the educator, but also to the user, which is usually a student. So that's kind of what I do. Awesome. Yeah. Well, we all know as parents that it's very often that our kids are exposed to different technologies, uh, sometimes at school, through the school, but often likely through their friends and the people that they communicate with. Um, and that can definitely be different. I know for me, I have three kids, eight, six, and almost five years old. And you have three kids that are in the teen years. Yeah. So we're in different kind of areas as far as that tech influence is on our children. Obviously, my kids, it's still um, certain video games, uh, certain gaming consoles and stuff like that. Whereas with your kids, it's certain apps and certain social networks and things like that. Right, right. Um, so I think what I wanted to start out talking about is just the importance of parents staying on top of what's available. Mm -hmm. I mean, as we get older, we get busier and it's harder to stay on top of these things. And if you're not naturally a person who um, enjoys technology or I, I, I don't want to say that people don't enjoy technology, but is not like an active um, person paying attention to what's going on out there. There's just too much right. a lot of times. And so you pick and choose what you're going to pay attention to. And often it's just what you're into. And that's limiting because we know that as we get older, we have our social networks and the kids will go to their own. So talk to us about why you think it's important that 
parents stay plugged in to technology and what's going on and just your thoughts on all of that? Yeah, I think I think you touched on it. I think uh, we get so used to and what we're comfortable with using, um, you know, whatever device that we're that we're on, whether it be our smartphone or tablet or or even web based, you know, to a certain degree. Um, but I think it's wise as as a parent or an adult that we're you know familiar with those things that you know we we kind of have our, our ear to the ground, so to speak, on just different things that. Um, you know, you hear your kid talking about, whether it be, you know, Fortnite. I mean, that seems to be the big thing right now. But just being aware of what those apps are and maybe having a place to go to to see what some of those things are that kids are getting into, I think, is, is important. And, you know, we always say education is, is power. But when it comes to our kids, like, it's really important that we know so we're not naive because that's kind of one of the things that, you know, I've fallen into, and I think to a certain degree, all of us as parents fall into at some point. But um, the more that we know that our kids are, are into is, is super important, the better we'll be to kind of equip ourselves to, to know what they're doing. What, what do you think are some of the dangers that, um, that would come from parents not staying on top of that? I mean, it's very easy for us to say, okay, child of ours, here's an iPod or here's a Chromebook or here's a PlayStation or whatnot that has an internet connection. What are some of the dangers that you see of just like handing these things over and saying like, okay, here it is. You want it. You've been asking for it. Here it is. I don't know much about it. So I'm trusting that you know about it. Mm -hmm. What dangers do we run into there? I think uh, one of the big dangers is not, um, you know, having the potential to have that conversation about what they're using and how to use it when that opportunity comes up for them to possibly get into something that's not necessarily healthy for them. Um, I think that's a big danger, and there's obviously no way that you can you can do that if you're not necessarily aware of what is getting into their hands in the first place. And so for me as a parent, I mean, you know, more than likely our kids are going to find out about something um, from their peers and as a parent i'd like to be somebody that's kind of up on the front lines and making sure that that conversation happens between me and my kid first as opposed to what they're hearing on the campus you know that's easier said than done but that's usually what happens in their world is that they're hearing it from their peers they're hearing you know what's cool or what's you know accepting um as opposed to getting wisdom from somebody obviously that's a little bit older but that's one of the big dangers is, is not having that conversation beforehand and then finding out that they're into something that you didn't necessarily think they would be into. And then all, you know, at that point, it's kind of too late to have that conversation. And then, Yeah, because it really comes down to influence, right? right? It's like somebody is going to influence your children. Mm -hmm. um, and we all know that the media and the different things that are out there want to influence our children, which that's okay, like to an extent. Um, it's a good thing that we have a lot of different influences because it helps us be more open-minded people, understand more things, um, be more globalized or whatever, I guess you could say. Sure. But at the same time, like not everything is healthy. Mm -hmm. Not everything is um, necessarily something that we want our kids to be involved in. Right. And it's very easy on 
social media or these games where there's communications and stuff like that for all of that to just happen. Right. Uh, and even the person on the other end doesn't necessarily think they're doing anything wrong. Yeah. They're just doing what they know. And uh, if we as parents don't interject first or at least make our children aware of what's out there. Um, and or before recording this, we were talking about like, you know, there's a, a fine line between like your kids finding out about something that you would you didn't want them to know about at that age or you were hoping to protect them from versus you telling it to them and making them aware of it. Mm -hmm. um, so being able to have that conversation, because obviously as parents, like we need to prepare our kids and arm them with the information that they need so that they can make wise choices. But we also, that means exposing them to some things, sure. hoping that they're ready to hear them and hoping that that information is taken in a way where they're more guarded instead mm -hmm. of more curious. Right, right. In those situations where we're trying to help protect them. Obviously, uh, there's information we want to share with them to help them be more curious. We want our kids to be, um, you know, good users of technology and maybe figure out a way to do something cool with it. So right. there's, there's that aspect of educating them, but then there's the aspect of protecting them as well. Yeah, one thing that, you know, that we we think about or that my wife and I think about a lot is, um, you know, just making sure that we know our, our, our child enough to where the stuff that they're hearing um, at school that other students might be involved in um, isn't necessarily bad, but your particular child might not necessarily be ready like for that, like developmentally wise or, or those types of things. And so it always comes down to knowing your own kid and knowing what they're ready for. For example, like there's you know, kids that are ready for like an Instagram account, whereas my particular kid isn't. Like I know him enough to where he's not quite ready to handle something like that. Um, he might think he is because he sees everybody else doing it, but um, having the opportunity to explain that to him and have him understand like, you know, it's not necessarily a bad thing, but it could lead to bad things. Sure. And he doesn't necessarily know how to deal with that if that comes his way, you know, that type of thing. And so yeah, there's that piece too of knowing your actual kid and what they can handle. And, and in order to even know that, like you have to understand enough about that social network or that piece of technology and right. how it works and how people interact within it. Like you have to know enough about it to even be able to say that yeah. um, because you're saying, you know, your son well enough that you know, the aspect of sharing photos isn't necessarily a bad thing, mm -hmm. but what photos, how would that be uh, acted out upon? There is a private way to send messages mm -hmm. uh, that's not public. And so, so uh, there's pressures and stuff like that as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so understanding the capabilities of those social networks is important because otherwise you're going off of what your kid says and, and, while our kids aren't necessarily trying to mislead us all the time, mm -hmm. they're giving us the information that they know and that's it. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, that a lot of times they may be starting out relatively naive as well, mm -hmm. not quite understanding what the potential is there. Right. And as they become more 
um, aware of what's going on on certain social networks. And I remember having lots of conversations about Snapchat with uh, parents. Mm -hmm. They say, oh, well, it's because Snapchat people are just sending nude photos because they disappear and it's like not a big deal or whatever. And it's like, well, okay. But then I see my wife and her other girlfriends sending silly Snapchat videos to each other talking about life. Mm -hmm. It's it's anything has the potential to be used poorly or in ways that we would hope that it wouldn't be used. Um, I mean, Twitter is a great way to share information, but it also has a problem with being a place that terrorists use. Right. So it's like everything has the potential and we have to understand it enough so that we can tell our children like, okay, so you want to use Instagram or you want to be able to chat with other people on Fortnite mm -hmm. when you play games with them. Like, what does that look like? How, uh, how could those conversations go? Like, what are our belief systems in this family? Mm -hmm. And what are some of the other belief systems that other people have out there in the world? Right, right. And how do you protect yourself? Well, I think that's the other piece too, is like understanding that other homes and other families have different values and, and beliefs as to what their kid can do um, regarding technology or the device that they have. And to equip our own children to know, like when you go to, into another environment, like this might be okay at their house, but knowing like that this is not okay here is an important conversation piece that needs to be had. Um, just kind of, you know, bringing this into kind of the education world, like thinking of, um, you know, the school environment, a lot of, you know, educators or teachers are kind of hesitant about bringing tech into the classroom because they think it might just be one more th distractor or it doesn't necessarily enhance kind of what they're, what they're doing in their classroom. Um, and the one parallel that I always like to, to kind of bring up because love it or hate it, you know, technology is coming into our classrooms. You know, one of our biggest districts here in Modesto has gone one to one, um, you know, one student per device. Uh, seven through 12, you know, seventh grade all the way to 12th grade. And so it's, it's happening. So our kids need to be aware of this. And so the connection I was wanting to make here was, you know, kids, the tale is, is, is as old as time. Like kids are going to do like dumb stuff. They do dumb stuff on the playground because they're kids, right? Mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean we necessarily take away the playground, right? We're to teach them and equip them like how to deal with certain things that are going to happen out there, whether it be language or bullying or whatever. It's the same thing with technology and devices. Like, they got to know like hand, how to handle those those certain types of things. And from a family standpoint, like, that's where it really needs to happen is understanding like this is how you handle these situations if they were to come up. But if the parent doesn't know about those and doesn't know about the different types of apps or the things a student you know a kid wants to do, then it's that much more difficult to be ahead of it to have those conversations and to understand like. We need to have that level of, of communication going on with, with our kid, no matter how, you know, how old they are, whether little or, or teenager or whatever. So being that technology is really starting to be implemented in schools, it would be very easy for parents to think, okay, well, my kids are going to learn everything they need to know about technology in school. Mm. The same way that um, they think that about math, science, you know, and all that stuff. Sure. Um, as parents, we don't necessarily have to be as involved as, you know, 
well, I mean, maybe used to be, and that's probably why we have a public school system. I mean, we need to, everybody needs to be educated. Mm-hmm. And if we left it up to the parents to educate, there'd be no universal education. Everybody would be educated differently. We'd have a bazillion different ways of doing something. Mm-hmm. But with technology entering the schools and kids learning about technologies, um, that's not the end of the technologies that are available. They're not going to learn every technology that they need and how to use them, how to appropriately. There's no, you know, uh, breakout session in class on appropriate Instagram usage or something like that. Right. Um, or, you know, how to do this in Fortnite. I mean, there's these are things that kids are learning on their own. Um, the same way as a kid, I learned how to, you know, kickflip on a skateboard. Mm-hmm. Uh I was skating with friends and they're doing it and I'm watching them and I'm like, okay, that's the technique. And so I figure it out. Um, There's lots of other things that we glean from the people that we're around, uh, good things and bad. Mm -hmm. It just happens in society. So with technology, um, I think it's even, and you probably agree to this, it's even more important that parents understand what's out there. And that doesn't, that's a very blanket statement. Like, how do you mm-hmm. determine what's out there? Right. Um, do you need to know everything? I don't really think that you need to know everything. Mm-hmm. You just need to know about what your kids are wanting to be a part of. Right. Um, never does a kid come home and say, like, you say, okay, well, they want uh, an iPod or they want an iPhone or something. I mean, I don't even know if they're, I know they're still making iPods. I don't know how much longer that's going to be <laughs> going away. Uh, it's, it's all iPhones, um, or Android phones or whatever galaxy. So, um, when a kid comes home and asks for that, that's like a perfect time to start the conversation yeah. of like, well, what do you want to do with it? Right? Like, where should we lead that conversation from there? Like, that's the invitation right there. Sure. There's obviously something that they want the technology for, because what does an iPhone do if it's not connected to anything or doing anything? It's just a phone. Yeah. yeah. So what are your thoughts on, on how to lead uh, from that moment forward? Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, you know, just the, there's a resource that kind of comes to mind um, to kind of be, I guess, ready to kind of, you know, spearhead those types of conversations. Um, one, one that my wife and I use a lot is common sense media. Um, that's one that are always kind of giving good advice and different types of things that are coming out there, um, for you to like be aware. I mean, we've talked about awareness quite a, quite a bit, um, today, but I think those resources, the more that you kind of educate yourselves from something like that, that is reviewing different types of things, I think you can kind of stay ahead of the game and sort of understand kind of what, could be coming home, right? Um, so that's one thing that we use, and they're great for just different types of not only apps, but also like movie reviews and book reviews. Um, that's just just you know chocked full of just good information um, for for parents to be aware of. There's a whole parent section that you can get from Common Sense Media that that might help start some of those conversations when the kids come home and they've got you know. Um, that device that's coming through the door and how to how to kind of you know start up that communication with them so so that's that's one one resource that we that we use and that I kind of take a look at from time to time and you know for the teachers out there there's also a, a, a level or 
um, you know, side for the, for the educator to kind of take a look at and to maybe build in some of that stuff in the classroom. So they are getting it there as well. So, so I don't know, that's, that's always kind of a starting place that I always look at for, for looking at something like that. Okay, great. Um, so like I said, at the beginning of this episode, I have younger kids in my household, so it's a little bit easier for me at this point to kind of guide and control the technology usage that's going on. Um, you know, we're very connected to the parents of the kids that my kids hang out with and stuff like that. Cause it's elementary school. It's much mm-hmm. easier at that point. Um, so when it comes to technologies that my kids use, uh, because they're young, because they're not expecting to use, they don't know anything about social networks and sharing photos with other people and b- yeah. that stuff being, um, out there publicly and, and whatnot there, that conversation hasn't needed to take place yet. Sure. Um, but it is much easier for me. I mean, the biggest snafu that we've had was my password not being challenging enough on my Apple TV. <laughs> and then my son, you know, unknowingly making a bunch of purchases to upgrade his monster truck on some game. Nice. So of course I had to, uh, make my password a bit more challenging. It and wasn't, I, it wasn't your cat name. It wasn't. I don't have a cat. Thank you very much. Um, it uh, it wasn't a very challenging password, and um, and you know kids can pick up and learn the, these things. Yeah. And the parental controls are not very good on a lot of these devices, and I think that um, that's done on purpose because mm. you know a lot of parents don't pay attention to that or they're just like well that happened and that's a hundred bucks down the drain they don't realize that they could get that back by sure. contacting apple or, or whoever um but anyways I, I think that the parental controls are set loosely uh on purpose mm-hmm. and a, and a lot of parents don't pay attention to what their kids are doing on these technologies they don't pay attention to um even using the parental controls that are available. But on an Apple TV, even with my hardest password set, they could still go and download an app of their choice by entering the only thing that they could put in there, which is a four-digit passcode, Mm -hmm. which it shows the numbers as it's typed onto the screen. So it's not, it's not very hard for my kids to figure that out. Right. So it does become at this point about educating them and saying like, okay, well, there's a reason why like you don't need to go into these sections like you if my kids are going to watch something on youtube it's with me there like Mm -hmm. because there's no real parental controls except setting don't display explicit stuff Mm -hmm. but i mean there's so much that falls under the category of what should be safe and it's not really right right so for me at the stage with my kids it's very much being involved um you know they don't have any technology or devices in their own bedroom so there's like one central place in our home where stuff is consumed but i recognize that as my kids get older that's going to change mm-hmm. they'll have their own device eventually that they'll be able to take into their own room um and so what are you doing now with the, the kids that you have to set up as safe of as, as an environment as you can mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, you know we've we've taken a couple of precautions to to kind of make sure that you know our kids are being safe and they're not putting being put into a position to where some of that stuff can happen. Um, one rule that we actually have set up is that kids our kids can't take their devices into their room. So whenever they're on their phone or they're 
their um, you know Chromebook like they have to be out with us like in an open space just you know so it doesn't put them into a situation to where they could you know stumble upon something that is just not healthy and so that's 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 one thing we've kind of put in place um, another thing you know we're, we're on iOS and so um, you know on their touches or their iPhone we've set up the parent controls to where it's all family sharing so if they do want to get an app we've got it set up to where their app requests our permission to get so they know it's coming to us before they even hit install or whatever so the let's touch on the family yeah. uh permissions real quick or the mm-hmm. family account briefly explain what that is versus each person having an individual itunes account yeah so we've set it up to where you've kind of got the parent level who can then add different Apple ID uh, Apple IDs to that parent level. So the Apple ID then has to talk to the parent account to ask permission for a specific app or if they want to download a song. So the reason why that's important is because it's already in our kids' mind when they go to get something from the Apple Store or wherever, um, they know it's coming to mom and dad first. And that will help them hopefully think twice about what they're asking for. If they already know it's going to be something that we're going to say no to, they're not going to waste the time to to send that request. Whereas if we didn't have that in place, they're free to be able, you know, be able to to, to kind of use their own judgment, which isn't always the best, in downloading whatever it is it might might be. And these are free apps. I'm not even talking about like cost apps. These are just ones that, you know. They might not even read a review on. They just have heard it at school and they want to get it. And so that's one kind of preventative that, that kind of helps. And then if they really want to know why they can't have that app, then again, there's that conversation time. Well, you know, let's look at the reviews. Let's look at the ratings. Let's look at some of these things that, you know, this app includes. And so, so that's one thing that we've done. And I think it's been important for, for our, our kids at the ages that they are. And then the other thing that we found really helpful is um, we bought what's called the Circle um, from Disney. Disney makes this. And it's something that we actually put in the home. It's a little small device, and it's connected to our Wi-Fi uh, networks. And we can set the permissions on what um, each device is allowed to do within the home. And this is for any device that enters into our home. So it could be a complete stranger. The home will pick up, or the Circle will pick up, you know that that device and kind of set it onto a specific setting that we've set up. Now that's if they're connected to your Wi-Fi. Correct. Okay. Yeah. So if they connect to the Wi-Fi, then then it automatically sets them to that. Um, and we kind of mainly did that because like if a friend comes over, we want to make sure that you know if they connect to the Wi-Fi, they're kind of going and in, into and in, in abiding to what we do at our home. So because you have you have one child with a. Uh, connected device like with its own iphone yeah. lte mm-hmm. own data connection yeah and then two other devices that are ipod touches or chromebooks or chromebooks yeah. that are only wi-fi only so Correct. so sometimes we have our kids friends come over mm-hmm. with their own devices which would need to connect to our network because they don't have their own data right so it's important while they're in your home using your wi-fi yeah that they fall under the same like kind of preventative measures yeah. that you would put under your own children. Yeah. 
And that's even caused some interesting conversations with those kids that have come over to our house. Okay. Right? Because their, their, their rules or their types of things that they've got in place at their home might be different than what we have. So they might get onto our Wi-Fi and go, oh, I can't play this app? Why is that? And so we're able to say, well, this is why we don't allow this at our home or why we do allow this at our home. So it even causes that conversation to come up with friends that are coming into our house, which I think is important because they might be coming from a home where that conversation isn't happening. And not to say that their parents are doing a bad job, but it's, you know, it's again having those opportunities to have those discussions with our kids that are being formed in this digital age that, you know, it is important to have have those talks so so that so it's caused that and then the other nice thing you know you mentioned my daughter who has a her own um, iPhone you know well then the question asks well when she's away from our home you know she's off of Wi-Fi and not using her data or whatever um, you know does it still uh, protect that and the answer is no unless the circle has it to where they've got a thing called circle on the go and I believe it's like five bucks a month for like ten devices or something like that so even when your child's device is not on your home network and they're out in the wild, you know, the settings that you've set up on the on the on the Go Circle app will still have effect on on the phone. So so that just helps give us peace of mind and also protects them as well. So hmm, very interesting. Yeah. Okay, so we are going to put links to some of these resources we've talked about um, on in the show notes and. Uh, if you don't know where those are, you can go to dadbot.io and click on this episode and then, of course, see those links and, and uh, uh, also a transcript of this if you prefer to read it for whatever reason. <laughs> um, so, but in the, uh, we're trying to keep these episodes around 30 minutes. Uh, but just to recap our conversation here, the importance or the takeaway is to just have those conversations and they're not going to be comfortable. It's no more comfortable talking about these things than it is having the birds and the bees conversation. I mean, that's, you know, the, the quintessential difficult one for all of us as parents that we all dread and hate to, to talk about, but we're going to have to talk about more. It's more than just that. Now it's more than just the birds and the bees talk or whatever. It's safe, internet practices it's uh, eventually having to tell our kids as a preventative measure what is out there and how to protect themselves from it Mm -hmm. so that they don't find themselves caught up in something like that so uh greg thanks so much for joining me you're welcome on this episode um for those of you listening if there's any topics anything that you would like to uh hear us talk about Definitely share that uh, with us at dadbot.io. You can shoot us an email uh, or hit us up on the social medias. We'll provide those uh, to both of us in the show notes as well. Greg is doing some cool things, um, obviously, in the job that he's in, but he's also uh, been going to conferences, speaking at them, um, has some real cool projects that he's working on. And so if you want to follow along with some of the things that he's doing, being kind of one of the leaders in the educational sector as far as technology goes uh his uh stuff that he wants to share will be in the show notes as well yeah so greg thanks so much for joining me and uh spread the news share this podcast uh take a screenshot of it 
as you're listening to it and share it on social media and tag us in it. That would be great. That way we know that you were listening and we'd love to have you back here in the next one. So until next time, thanks for checking out DadBot and uh, we'll see you later. Machine.